You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Happy Monday. We are here, and I like this Monday mindset because it's a little more sciencey and educational, um, and also Monday mindset at the same time. And this is dear and near to my heart, and I think Liz probably feels the same. Um, stress, addic- being addicted to stress, and yeah. being addicted. I, I wouldn't say like stress because I think that this can be taken a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm not addicted to drama. I effing hate drama. I, I want drama people out of my life. Um, but I am addicted absolutely and have dealt with this in the past in terms of like fitness, um, exercise, stress. My body has definitely been addicted to that. I've been addicted, addicted to like healthy foods and healthy eating to an ex- like to an, an, an healthy extent, um, addicted to being productive. And I feel like that's like an entrepreneur thing. Yes. And we're going to talk about so- social norms and expectations with, I think fuels some of that. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited about today because I think, Nearly every woman struggles with this unless they've intentionally worked to fix it. This is a tough one. Um, I will not lie. I struggle to chill out. Even when I'm getting manicure and pedicures, I like yesterday, um, I got my nails done and I was reading over our fit mom script. I was listening to podcasts. I really struggle to just quiet my mind unless I'm outside playing with Marcus and we're at the park or something. Um, and then I'll be honest, I still struggle to like not answer Facebook messages on my phone or whatever. Um, and I, I do agree. I think that's part of just like living the entrepreneur life because our brains are always going. We're always thinking about how can we make the company better? How can we serve our clients better? How can we reach more people? then on the weekends I'm like okay continuous education I need to clean the house I need to do all the laundry and it's just go 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 non-stop and that's why every time I try to watch a movie with my husband I fall asleep in the first 10 minutes because when I finally sit down I'm like I'm exhausted <laughs> so yeah. I want to kind of just you know pose some questions I think to everybody who's listening today because this can be men and women. Um, but do you struggle to rest? Do you struggle to take time for yourself? And here, we're not talking about pampering yourself as far as like getting your hair done or your nails done or anything like that. We're talking about really just taking some time to chill out, maybe read a book, maybe go for a walk in nature without inputs, like without technology. Like, I don't think that de-stressing is laying on the couch scrolling Instagram to be honest. Um, I think this is, you know, doing things that bring you joy, that make you laugh, singing, journaling, doing a hobby that you love that really just allows you almost to get into that meditative place where you're just zoning out and you're not thinking about all the things that need to get done, all of the demands that, you know, you have between all the different hats that you might wear. And this kind of came up because we were talking with one of our clients last week on our group call And she's like, I really struggle to slow down enough just to get a manicure pedicure. She's like, I couldn't do the two in one day. Like I have to just like get one or the other because I can't take that time for 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. Like that's too long. And I was like, well, let's step back here for a minute because there's no breaks essentially, 
right? Mm -hmm. There's no time just for you to decompress. And I think this is also why a lot of people, including myself, struggle to get into that meditative state, which can be really powerful and helpful for health. Um, For me personally, I choose to do walks in nature or deep breathing work instead of meditation. I've tried it so many times. I just fall asleep. Yeah. Meditation's tough for me too. Um, And and again, like that's something that I think is very important um, to ask yourself like I think this is a big thing too where a lot of people think about like exercise is their stress relief Mm -hmm. like exercise is not a stress relief if you can't think of something that you intentionally do that relaxes you whether it's a bath whether it's watching your mindless show on Netflix when you want whether it's you know asking for help with the kids like if you can't think of those things what I try to give the example of is imagine you have like this scale And on one side of the scale is all the things that cause you stress, whether it is work, whether it is school, whether it is your exercise, your, you know, body image, your relationships, your family, whatever it is, all the things that cause you stress. And then the other side of the scale is things that de-stress you. So remember, exercise is on the stress side. You can't use that. So (laughs) we have maybe sleep. Um, We have walks in nature. We have meditation, massages, getting our hair done. You know, I'm trying to think of like things that aren't female related, like (laughs) getting coffee with a friend, going out to lunch with a loved one, like those types of things, things that are very non like intense situation that are just relaxing, coloring in a coloring book, sewing, knitting, stuff like that. I would imagine everyone listening to this podcast right now is like, oh my God, my scale is probably way tilted in the stress side. Mm-hmm. And mine is too. This is something like, like I said, this is very much so my problem as well. Um, I think in a different sense than Liz, Liz and I have like slightly different stress addictions. Um, but absolutely, this is something that I struggle with. And so like, we get it. <laughs> if you're productive, you know, if you are like a working mom or stay at home mom, entrepreneur, caregiver, high up in your career, like you manage people at work or something, like whatever hats you wear, always feel like there's work to be done. Like there's things that you need to do. Like, are you that person that sits down on the couch at night and then you have to think about like all the things that you aren't doing in that moment? Mm -hmm. Like I need to wash the dishes still. I need to fold the laundry. I need to get my kid ready for Like there's so many things that you think about that you aren't doing. Um, And sometimes it leads us to being addicted to stress. Like that is being addicted to stress when you literally can't even slow down enough to stop thinking about all the things you aren't doing. Yeah, I, I would say that that is and, and it's not that you've like I don't think of this in the same sense as like an alcoholic is addicted to alcohol. I think this is a little bit more of a physical mechanism that a lot of people don't realize happens. It's kind of like a subconscious physical response within the body and within the brain, um, which we're going to talk a lot of bit, a, a little bit about and what kind of drives this. Um, and I think the first thing is societal norms. 100%. And I feel like I have this guilt around, you know, like we don't produce enough Instagram content or YouTube content or, (laughs) you know, like we have a lot of friends in the nutrition coaching space, right? And we've worked with different mentors or whatever. And it's like, be on your Instagram every single day, share your entire life, like all your stories. And like the days that I choose not to, because I'm just being with my family Mm -hmm. or I'm trying to stay away from my phone, you know, a little bit, then I have this like guilt because I'm not sharing these things and I'm not doing all those things. And society, you know, kind of places norms on us or these expectations on us that really like, in my opinion, we just need to say, 
BS, you know, like I'm going to live my Mm -hmm. life the way that serves me and my family and my business and my careers. And I think, you know, when we think about societal norms, we always ask people like, Hey, how are you doing? How have you been? What's going on? Actually just asked one of my, um, girlfriends that today I hadn't talked to her in a while. And she messaged me about our thyroid live last night. And I said, how have you been? I haven't heard from you in a while. She's like, first line, I haven't even opened the rest of it. Just extremely busy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I want to know like how you are. Like, I think we get caught up in like the busyness of life that we just think that we have to share that with other people. And like, we got to go, go, go. And like, you know, if you have a personality of somebody like, let's say like type a or you just really want to be productive in your life. Like you feel like you have to share that with other people because they won't mm-hmm. see you or accept it's you. It's a or validation you. thing. I think of course. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And if I'm busy, then I'm productive. Right. Mm-hmm. But I also think that's flip flops because there's definitely um, oh, gosh. unproductive can, busyness. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like that's me. The example is me clicking through 18 different tabs that I have open, but not actually accomplishing anything. She does it all um, the time. I do it all the time. <laughs> I get so overwhelmed sometimes with everything. <laughs> but the, the the thing here is like, it's almost like a badge of honor, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, instead of what I try to think about, and this is a mindset shift that I've worked to make is instead of like, I'm so tired or like, I'm so busy or I'm just exhausted, which is, I think how I used to answer my husband, like every day when I would come home from the gym and I was, we, I mean, we were there long, long days. It was like, I would get home before Carson. I got home at like 8 PM or later every night almost. Um, and I was, you're not doing that. I'm so happy. I'm not doing that anymore either. I mean, like it served me at that point in my life and I love OCF as much as possible, um, at that point in my life. But it's, it was just unsustainable, right? Like it, it, there were some days that I was there at 4 a.m., 4.30 a.m. And I didn't leave until 8.30 p.m. Um, but that's, you know, the grind life, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but it's this like badge of honor of being busy to make it seem like you're valuable, like to make it seem like you're a valuable person in life, you know? Um, when in reality, what I've tried to shift it to is I'm doing so well. Like I'm like, I'm so, it's like an excitement for life you know? And even though, yes, I will admit Liz and I have many, many days, I would say more often than not where we are very overwhelmed and busy with building the business and growing it to what we want it to be and perfecting things and changing things and serving our clients and serving the podcast and the fit mom Facebook community. Like it's a lot. Um, and I will admit our team is much smaller than it probably should be. We're working on that. Um, but I now look at it as, I love what we do. I'm so fulfilled every day by what we do. And so when people ask me, like my parents in particular, I think of, you know, they're like, you work too hard. You know, you, you do so much. And I'm like, yeah, I'm so happy though. Like it, I'm so happy with life. And I think that's where the difference comes in too, is like, are you busy and unhappy? Yeah. Cause we need to address, like that's something else that needs to be addressed too. Like, are you trying to find something with that busyness, like mm-hmm. trying to fulfill something that's not getting fulfilled? Um, Cause there's a difference there for sure. Totally. And this reminds me of what, one of the things that we just studied talking about the stress response in the body and is it adaptive stress or non-adaptive stress. Mm -hmm. So adaptive stress means like you're handling it really well because you're doing something that you love. Maybe you are working 80, 90 hours a week, but you love your job and Mm -hmm. it, it brings joy and fulfillment to you. And so you're handling it great right now. You know, like 
on the flip side of that, not adaptive stress, let's think like you hate your job, you argue, you know, with your coworkers or you don't like your boss or, you know, there's unrealistic expectations for project and deadlines and you've got coworkers that aren't helping, you know, the situation because they keep messing things up. Maybe there's, you know, strife in your relationship with your best friend or your spouse or, you know, whatever it is, those things are kind of like non-adaptive stress. Mm-hmm. And so you constantly feel anxious, maybe a little bit depressed or just chronically like you're running off of adrenaline, you know? And so I think you have to kind of evaluate your stressors there. Cause this is something I talk about with my coach, right? Like he's like, your, your stress is there, but it's adaptive. Like you're happy. Like I feel fulfilled every day. We're sleeping well. Like that's another thing that I think you'll start to see with physical responses is like, I have great digestion right now. I'm sleeping well. I have good energy throughout the day. Most days I'll albay, um, (laughs) pregnancy um but like there's there's definitely signs and symptoms to non-adaptive stress that become very real um for a lot of people and so you know that's something to consider as well and so I, i think that first piece of like this is society that sometimes drives our need for feeling like we have to prove ourselves to be busy Mm-hmm. And I think the next thing is our comfort zone holds us captive. And and there was a great quote um, on another podcast I heard that was like, the devil you know is much more comfortable than the devil you don't know. Like it's the concept of even though what is going on in your life right now isn't necessarily serving you, it's comfortable because it's what you know. Yep. Like unhealthy diet, lack of movement, too much stress, like, you know, the go, go, go lifestyle, complacent job, totally, right. those things are comfortable. But the thought of changing your job to actually be happy with your life, because right now you're miserable at your job, and you dread going there every day. Well, that's, that's uncomfortable. That's a very scary thought, because then you have to go mm-hmm. through the process of, you know, quitting and finding another job and re reestablishing yourself. And so when it comes to stress, it's much easier. I mean, it's not easier on your body, but it's much easier to your mind to think about, I can wake up at 4am and work out and, you know, run my body into the ground because it's what I've done for the past X amount of days, years, months, decades, whatever. But the thought of sleeping in and like not working out every day or actually taking time during my day and going and getting, you know, a manicure and pedicure or a massage or actually like going to the chiropractor because I've had back pain consistently for the past three months that I'm ignoring or like whatever it is, that's uncomfortable because now you have to change. Mm -hmm. You have to start making shifts in your life and that's hard. And I'll be honest, Becca and I both like <laughs> we feel guilty when we do those things, you I know, do. and we shouldn't. But it's like, hey, is it okay? Like, I gotta go to the chiropractor on Friday afternoon because my back is killing me. Of course, it's okay, she, you know, as Becca says. And like yesterday, I'm like, hey, so I had a nail appointment Monday, and I don't know, their schedule got whack, and I was gonna be late to pick up Marcus. So I was like, I'm gonna have to come back a different day. Do you mind if I take like, yeah. you know? it was usually like an hour, hour and 15 minutes and then I'll be back on calls. And she's like, yeah, totally fine. You know? And so I think there's like the stress from that guilt factor too. But, totally. you know, I think when we think about the body and comfort zones, you know, your mind is always going to try to keep you safe in the same place that you are. And so when you try to break out of your comfort zone, this is kind of where we have like an overactive safety reflex. Um, and you know, you try to convince yourself that 
you should just stay where you're at because the pleasure is there, right? And I think for a lot of people, this comes in terms of food. It comes in terms of um, career change, relationship change. We're not good at delayed gratification, right? Especially if you got Amazon Prime. (laughs) Um, Because this comes at a time where, you know, we don't know like what's next. We don't have A, B, C, D steps laid out. And so there's a great risk in getting out of your comfort zone simply because you don't know how things are going to pan out. You don't know if you leave your job to start your own company, if you're going to be able to put food on your table, for example, right? And so it makes it easier for you to rationalize staying in your comfort zone, which holds us back from change and becoming happier with our life or becoming more fulfilled with our life. And so And I think this is one thing that we have to really start to evaluate. And I'm not saying quit your job without, you know, a backup plan or anything like that. What I am saying is that if you really desire change and you really feel like what you're doing right now isn't serving you and you're starting to have some of those physical symptoms of, you know, the stress overload, such as digestive issues, sleep issues, irregular periods, missing or non-existent periods, whatever that looks like for you. Maybe you need to evaluate, where can I reduce the stress? Where do I need to start saying no? Where can I add more good in? You know, Because for a lot of people, you're not going to be able to leave your job. And we totally get that. That's not what we're saying here. We're saying it's like, let's start to focus on the things that we can do to change the situation and slowly work your way out of your comfort zone. Because if you don't, you're going to continue to stay stuck. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So the same can happen actually when like we ingest foods that we're sensitive to. So what I think about is sugar for me. So for example, like sugar does not make me feel good. I'm not allergic to it, um, but I would say that I'm definitely sensitive to it. Like I don't tolerate even like moderate amounts of sugar very well. I get a stomach ache. I end up in like the fetal position for periods of time because my stomach hurts so bad, but I continue to want to crave it. I continue to want to consume it. And what actually happens here is like the the cortisol response that happens because there's inflammation gets released also influences an actual dopamine response. So there's like a hit of, you know, positivity because in small amounts, cortisol is actually good for the body. It's reducing inflammation. It's a good thing that the body receives, but it can also impact other neurotransmitters that actually influence a positive thing. And so we continue to crave these foods. So we actually see people a lot of times foods that they're allergic to or foods that they're highly sensitive to or don't tolerate well, they continue to want to consume because of the stress response that happens. That dopamine hit. That dopamine hit. And so like, it's crazy how literally our body makes us addicted to this stress. It makes us addicted to wanting to do things that causes further stress. And like we talked about, it is that comfort. It is what we know. And it's scary to move away from what you know, even if what you know is you know, not helping your body or your results. And I think the hardest part for me in particular, what I think about is like when I saw the best physical results, I will admit I went very hard, very fast in probably not a very sustainable or healthy manner fitness wise. But then I then correlated with those results, that type of training. And for a lot of people, if they've seen weight loss doing something maybe not super healthy or not very sustainable, like ideal protein where you're just drinking protein shakes or you know a, a, a thousand calorie diet where you're barely eating anything, then you correlate, maybe this is the only thing that works for me. 
You know, maybe this is what I have to do. And then it's even harder to break free from that. And so this cycle of stress and this addiction becomes so hard to break, but we have to start to listen to our body and the symptoms that it starts to present. Cause that's how I think for me, I saw the best was what my body was feeling, which was not good. hundred <laughs> percent, you know, and I think this is why a lot of people mentally struggle to stay on track because they remember and they associate that happiness feeling that they got from certain foods. For me, I'll give you an example. It's like growing up Saturday morning or Saturday night, we had the Saturday night tradition. One of my best friends, we would always get Papa John's pizza, (laughs) Twizzlers and Diet Coke. That's what we did. Um, Or... Saturday mornings, we were doing like cinnamon rolls or making pancakes and stuff. So I associate that happiness, young Mm -hmm. feeling with some of those foods. If I ate those foods today and that combination, I'd be super, super sick. (laughs) Um, But it's one of those things where like when I think about situations, smells, taste, Mm -hmm. flavors, I'm not craving necessarily the nutrients. There's no nutrients in those foods or even like the sugar. I'm craving that dopamine hit, Mm -hmm. right? And I think this is where a lot of people, until they can break away long enough to realize that that's the response and that that food doesn't really serve them well, they struggle to stay the course of removing sugar or removing chips or or whatever the the food is that is bringing them this high, right? Totally. Can be the same with drugs. It can be the same with alcohol, any other habits that you have in your life. Um, They're just things that you have found some, um, the word I'm looking for, I'm the pregnant one. You shouldn't be blanking on the types of words. There was a word that I just had on the tip of my tongue and I totally (laughs) forgot. Um, I don't know. They found know, some enjoyment. They found some like enjoyment in doing, right? Even though it may not serve them or their health. And going back to your point, Becca, it could be totally the over exercise, right? Mm-hmm. Because you get addicted to that feeling totally. that high after you've done an intense workout, then you go home and two or three hours later you crash. Oh gosh. That's like a pure sign of cortisol issues. Like that, that workout is not actually serving you. I was actually thinking about that on the way over as we were like prepping for this podcast. I was thinking, I remember when I used to do workouts and then like fall asleep in meetings or like just be so exhausted. And now I do workouts early, which I mean, isn't ideal, but it's the only time that I can really fit it into my day now. Um, and I do them at 5.15 a.m. And I make sure I eat after that. I make sure I manage blood sugar response and cortisol response post-workout. And I, I really do try and pay attention to like, how do I feel the rest of the day? Am I tired, you know, a couple hours later? Or am I f- still feeling good come 2, 3 p.m.? Um, and some days I am tired. And then I know you know, I can usually evaluate, maybe I shouldn't have worked out today. Like maybe there was too much on my plate this week. Maybe my body was tired, more tired than I thought. Um, but I know very clearly, cause I've been in that fatigue state, that adrenal issue state where my, my whoop or my, you know, Fitbit or my Apple watch, or, you know, now I use the aura ring, which I really like mine showing me I recover well. And you know, they're just a gadget, but like when you can correlate your symptoms pretty well to like how you're actually, you know, seeing the data, it's pretty clear, you know, when your body is recovering and when it isn't, if you're constantly sore, if you're constantly tired after workouts, if the only time you feel energized is after workouts for that short period of time, you're only creating cortisol because of that workout. Like that's, that's, it's not a good thing. Um, you should be energized for the rest of that day from that movement. So this is a really sticky subject for a lot of people, because like I said, especially if people have seen results from 
stress from you know doing too much from you know being super like i'll be honest i I don't think liz and i would have probably grown our company to where it is right now if we didn't overwork ourselves to an extent of course and i don't think that you're ever going to fully get away from stress no you know especially in the situation that we're in right now with you know covid and economy and people have lost their jobs and kids being at home all that stuff like we totally want to recognize that there are some things that just are going to be continuous stressors. Mm -hmm. But our purpose and intent of this podcast today is to kind of help you understand that it's important for you, no matter how stressed you feel or how many things need to get done to take a break. Thank you take all some so time much away. It doesn't have to be anything podcast, huge. Like I'm not saying go out and spend $6,000 on a vacation. I'd love for everybody to do that. Heck, I'd love Instagram. to do that, right? <laughs> but maybe Saturday nights, you, you put your phone down and you don't have your phone with you. Or one of the things I'm trying to do is not have it with me on Sundays and really give myself a full break from work, from technology, from emails, from all of the things because it's, we're just have these constant inputs all the time. You know, everything coming in from the outside combined with everything going on in the inside, right? Because my mind is always racing. I'm constantly thinking about shoot, did I forget to pay this bill? Did I call the daycare? Did I call the doctor? Did I, you know, do X, Y, or Z? Have I called my friends in the last three months? Probably not. I need to catch up with them. Like, I think there's just so many things that we continue to think about every single day that we never just get into that parasympathetic rest and digest state and kind of just zone out. So what I would encourage you to do, and this is one of the things we're talking about in the Fit Mom Fit Month Challenge, is try to get 20 minutes to yourself every day. Mm-hmm. That can look like anything that you want it to, because I think everybody de-stresses in different ways. It could be meditation for you. It could be reading a book. It could be journaling, coloring, hobby, going for a walk, listening to music, cooking, whatever. Whatever makes you happy, brings you joy, and allows you to kind of just quiet your mind and get into a more relaxed state. So we hope this was helpful for you. Please know that you are not alone in this. Becca and I struggle with this too, as we've mentioned many times throughout the podcast. But I think oftentimes we kind of get addicted to this level of stress and forget to be present in the moment.